0: It's episode two, and we're back getting ready for the 2022 NFL season, and the top 100 players has been released, and you won't believe it. Yeah, you won't believe it. Who is number one? Welcome to Not Your Average Cheerleader NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Gibbs, and here we cover the NFL players, the game, the contracts, Man, we even cover the injuries. So I need you to sit back, relax. If you're all about the NFL, you're in the right place. I'm about to throw some commentary your way. So you know what? Go ahead and grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab your food, because we're about to get this party started. You know, when I sit down to record these things... I always say, wow, it is super early. Again, it's like a little bit past 7 a.m. where I am. Um, But we're going to talk football because a lot happened over the weekend. We had the third week of preseason games. We had some people finally come back um, from wherever they were. Um, Y'all know who I'm talking about. Um, And we had some other little small announcements. And the top 100 players that was released, I'm not covering 100 players. I'm just going to let you know that right here. I know y'all were like, Ashley, you're not going to go over all 100 absolutely not no one has time for that but we will cover the top 10 um because it got kind of entertaining real fast but first you already know today's episode is brought to you by the coffee that's inside my neon green cup i'm getting into like this oats milk and protein kick um i remember i shared that with somebody and they're like why i never thought to put protein in my coffee and i was like it's a game changer like if you are taking protein or soy protein, wow, let me get my words together this morning. Um, It's a game changer to put in your coffee because let's just face it, majority of us listening to this podcast or even like myself, um, we drink coffee every day. I feel like how some people say, hey, I need to drink my tea or have breakfast or whatever it is that you do in the morning to get your day jump started. Me, it's coffee. Just let me have it first. Then you can talk to me. It's usually how I am. But that's neither here nor there. Let's jump into the topics. I do have like a quick um, thought announcement that, not thought announcement, but just announcement. As you know, 49ers faithful. Um, that's my favorite team, of course. Um, and they decided to keep Jimmy G, y'all. Yep, they did. He is still a 49er. He's not going anywhere. I just learned this news yesterday. And they revamped or re you know, negotiated his contract for a one-year deal, and he also has a say-so in where he gets traded. So he is part of that meeting. He has to agree to the trade agreement um, should it come about. So he's still tradable, but there are some parameters part of his new contract that he is now part of those conversations. And my immediate thought was, if you're going to stay on this team, I need you to be useful. I need you to just understand now, Trey Lance is our starter. We're moving forward with him. You could go at any time. We were hoping you would go before, but I'm not, like, against Jimmy G. I just want people to understand, but if I had a choice to build even a B-level team, he still wouldn't be on it, okay? I don't know what it is. I'm sure he's a great guy, takes pictures with fans, seems very, you know, nice. I don't know. I never met him, but... I feel like at the end of the day, this is about football. And if I had to make a choice, he has trouble staying healthy. I believe he just has surgery on his shoulder, if I'm not mistaken. And then on top of that, he's like an interception. Listen, I'm going to tell you like I told people yesterday. I lost faith in Jimmy G when he threw that interception in the Super Bowl for a clear-cut play that George Kittle was wide open. How did you miss someone who's standing not but twenty, twenty five feet from you? And the Lord, I can't. Now, don't get me wrong. He's had good moments. He's helped us out by handing the ball to our running backs and Debo Samuel. So, but this is not a Jimmy G rant this morning. <clears throat> this is me just letting you know that the 49ers have decided to keep him, revamp him on a one year contract. Um he I guess he's riding the bench. I guess he is. I don't know. He's not playing, he's not starting. I don't know what he's doing. I'll keep an eye out and I'll let y'all know because I wouldn't draft him. Don't do it. If you're doing fantasy football, do not draft Jimmy G. The likelihood that he will play will be slim to none. And when he does play, the likelihood you'll score any real points on a consistent basis is slim to none. But that's not why you're here. You're here because you want to know who's back. And I'm sure you're all aware. TB12, Tom Brady, I don't know his full name. I'm not Skip. Skip will name his government name every time he gets hyped. That Tom Brady, like Thomas Edison, Patrick Brady. I, I'm pretty sure I made up at least one of those names. Um, is back. He was back on the field over the weekend. The Bucks did play in the last, the third week preseason game, August 27th. They lost to the Colts. It was 27 to 10. Matt Ryan shook his hand on the field. It was really great to see Tom Brady back in action. He didn't look rusty. He looked like he still knows how to play football. He still has, you know, the, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? I think he still just has the fire in him, if you will. Yeah. To want to win, want to play at the highest level. You saw the movement, saw the extension, Bucks are really suffering right now with their offensive line. That's what I'm more concerned about because if you can't protect Tom Brady, it's not going to be a good season. If you watch any of his past games and Patriots when they probably didn't necessarily go to the Super Bowl or didn't really do well in the playoffs, it was because his offensive line was not doing a great job protecting him. He's getting hit every chance. So he is 45 years old. That offensive line needs to be rebuilt. They're great on the outer corners, but when it comes to that middle that center of protecting him in the pocket, giving him a chance to get down to get the ball downfield. That's right now where the Bucks are weakest. I think that's what they're working on. Their defense, and that's all because of injuries. They are an injury-prone team. As great as they are, they also suffer from a lot of injuries on their team. Their defense got hit with a few injuries as well. So while at the same time they're building the offense to give Tom Brady weapons, they got some areas on that team that they need to fix. But he did come back. They did lose, but they did at least score, right? It's not like my team when they played and got a zero, a big old goose egg. But it was a in conference. And, you know, he was asked, you know, how he felt being out there with Julio Jones. You can go watch it. It's all over social media. It's all over the internet, the press conference following the game. And he was asked about Julio Jones. And he was like, yeah, it's, you know, I'm playing with an elite level wide receiver. Like we're going to have natural chemistry. That was kind of like his thing. And then they asked him, you know, the 11 days that you were gone, was it hard making that decision to not play for 11 days? And he said, mm uh-uh. mm. He literally said, just mm uh-uh. mm. That was it. So he was like, mm uh-uh. mm. He didn't even say no. He just said, mm uh-uh. mm. <laughs> and then, you know, they were asking him why he was gone. And he said, and I quote, and you know me, I'll beat myself out, um, but he was like, I'm 45 years old. He said, I'm 45 years old, man. Got a lot of shit going on. <laughs> I mean, that's a very honest answer. I think he's very relatable. I think going on Twitter and watching the comments to that was priceless because people went from, I hope he's you know, healthy. I hope he's okay. to I hope he's not getting treatment for something. To he was in the mass Singer, I said on the last episode, to... Um, he, his family to like just all kinds of outlandish guesses as to what he was doing for almost two weeks when he was gone. And I, I don't know. It was just, and now they're like looking at his face. Oh, he looks so different. Um, he look at his face back in like 2020, look at his face now. And they are like, even someone said, I don't even know if he went on a juice cleanse and lost some weight. I don't, listen, <laughs> I didn't see a difference. The only thing I noticed in that press conference this time around, compared to the last time he did one in 2020 or something like that, was his hair. Like, he just looked like he just needed a brush. That was like me. I was like, he looked like he took that helmet off. and was like, let me go do this and did not want to be there um, because he knew he didn't want to answer any questions about it. If and when he chooses to share if he does. It doesn't matter if he doesn't. That's his private life. And I saw someone make the comment on Twitter underneath the post of like well you know it's if he says it's private then it's private it's his business what he did and what he does and you know as long as it's not hurting anyone I don't understand why he needs to share that with anybody and someone said well he's a public figure so he should have to tell us i said he doesn't have to tell us anything i said so at the end of the day you know he was gone for 11 days he's back can he play football is the million dollar question the answer is yes so I would keep your eye out for how well he does with that. I think there's a lot of work that the team still has to do. He even noted that in the press conference. They got a long way to go. They got, you know, a really tough, you know um, schedule this season, so it'll be interesting to see how well the team moves um, moving forward. now they got their starting quarterback back. But yeah, that was just one of the best answers ever. He's like, "I'm 45, I got a lot of ish going on." And it was like, yeah, man, I'm I'm bleep certain age too. And I got a lot of stuff going on. So trust me, I understand. He just like, in my opinion, everybody's like, he just looked like he didn't want to be there. I said, no one wants to be there, especially when you know they're going to ask you specific questions um, that pertains to something that's private for you. So TB12 is back, which brings me to my next topic. We're going to talk about the top 100 players in 2022. Now, before we jump there, I know y'all know about the punter who got released from the Buffalo Bills just recently as well um, due to severe charges um, for a heinous crime that was committed in college. I'm not going to go into detail as to what that is. Just go look up Buffalo Bills punter released. You can literally go Google this stuff and it'll come right up. Um, And it's just really sad. I can't imagine Um, You know, it's tiring to keep hearing about, you know, women as strong and as empowering as we are and as great a partners as we are to whomever um, to keep hearing about these heinous crimes happening over and over. And that, unfortunately, as well, that there are a lot of professional football players behind this. Um, I agree. I was watching um, First Take and, you know, I'm, I'm with Dan Orlowski, who's a really great analyst said, you know, I'm getting kind of tired of coming up here and talking about these situations um, and talking about these heinous acts and having NFL players be behind it. He said, it's really sad that we keep having to report on this. And I was like, right? Like, it seems like it's every week, every single week. Um, and I hope that things get cleaned up. I hope we move forward. I hope that, you know, there's no more victims in, in this sense, especially at the hands of you know, some of these players that have been behind and charged with these allegations. So if you get a chance to go read more, um, it's really, really sad Um, and censored. I know the victim's father um, was on ABC News, I think, uh, one of the news shows going into detail. But it wasn't just the punter. It was two of his friends as well that was involved in this crime, um, allegedly. Again, I, I have to throw that out there. Um, And so he was released by the Buffalo Bills. And I think the Buffalo Bills made the right decision. Having someone like that with your jersey on, with the NFL logo on, and he has this weight on his back, go take care of that. Go through the court of law, go do what you need to do, and then moving on. And apparently he's like a really great punter. So um, I wasn't going to cover it, but I figured I would at least touch on it because it's been all over the sports circuits as of recent. Um, but I, I my stance, I think the Buffalo Bills made the right decision. I mean, it's tough to get into what they knew before and what they knew after they drafted him and you could go down that rabbit hole. Um, I don't think we'll ever one hundred percent know all that information, but releasing him was a smart decision that they made and let it go from there. So, um that's all I'm gonna say about that. Um, because it is it's getting saddening to, to keep having to report on this stuff. But The top 100 players in 2022. Top 100. So apparently this was started back in, I think, like 2011, when they allowed the players to vote on who they think is like the top players in their league. Um, And let's just go through. Let's start from number 10. Okay, yeah, we'll start from number 10. Bear with me. It's going to get interesting. I promise I won't keep you long. But... Number 10 was Travis Kelsey, tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's going into his 10th season. He is a seven-time Pro Bowler. This guy has made his name for the tight ends next to George Kittle, next to many others. But this guy has managed to make his mark in the NFL. He's looking at over his career, nine thousand six six yards, and he's on his way to 10,000. When he gets the ball, when him and Patrick Mahomes connect on the field, it is like magic. And I always tell people, if you're building fantasy football, don't be afraid to go to the top 100 and look at what those players have accomplished. You may find someone um, that is kind of not a like, top name, but still a great player. Um, so as you're building your fantasy football, don't be afraid to utilize a lot of the resources out there because the research has already been done for you. Just you know, if you want to be really analytical with how you build your team. But looking at Travis Kelsey, everybody knows that duo. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, they're actually really close friends out off the field. And a lot of the plays that they make that make magic happen, he was like, they just call it backdoor football. It was like, I'm not running that route. I remember him saying that in one of the key games in the playoffs that they won. He said he's not running the route. He told Patrick Mahomes, I'm just going to get open. He got open was able to score a touchdown. So This guy is not afraid to go out, color outside the lines, if you will, when it comes to playing football and scoring a touchdown. It's great to have a good supporting quarterback behind him that's also good at what he does. Coming in at number nine was Jalen Ramsey. He is the cornerback for the Rams. (sighs) Y'all know how I feel about Jalen Ramsey. I just feel like we just gaslit him. I feel like I watched him get shook you know, in the Super Bowl, having trouble covering Jamar Chase. Who else? He had trouble covering somebody else too. Oh, one of the people on my team, he had trouble covering. I think it was Debo Samuel, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm, I'm going to leave that there, but he's number nine, still one of the top cornerbacks in the league, still being acknowledged for that. I'm not going to take that away from him. Number eight was Patrick Mahomes. He's dropped seven spots since the last year and remember this is going off of the 2021 season they just released the names in 2022 so prior to that he was like in the top three um so now he's like down to the eighth spot which is a huge drop he's quarterback for kansas city chiefs um and to see kind of him be at number eight and see travis kelsey at number 10 i know these guys don't 100 care about these numbers they it's interesting because the players actually vote on this, so it's really like your peers, your coworkers, almost that are kind of saying this. Could you imagine if they did something like this in your actual job? If they were like rating, <laughs> like the top ten employees like that? Oh gosh, please don't ever do that. Don't take that. Uh, that's not a recommendation, by the way. Um, so don't do that. Um, but yeah, I think Patrick Mahomes. Now that Tyreek Hill is gone, it's gonna be interesting to see what Kansas City does this season. Um that's an offense that also needs to be rebuilt because again, same similar issue as the Bucks. That offensive line, you can't protect your quarterback. He's gonna be bad there, hop, skipping, and jumping in that back pocket, trying to get, you know, a line of sight to pass the ball. Um, number seven was Devontae Adams. Um, he is a wide receiver now for the Raiders. Formerly was on the Green Bay Packers. And his receiving yards are crazy. He's over 6,195 receiving yards and 57 touchdowns in his career. This guy is, I can't wait to see what he does with the Raiders now that he's with Derek Carr. Because again, Derek Carr has no excuse anymore. We gave you a shiny new Ferrari, go drive it. Go learn how to drive it, get comfortable with it, learn all the buttons in a car. Like I'm equating him to like a nice, fancy, fast, you know, you know, highly valuable, you know, car. And that's what Devontae Adams is. He's just so good at getting open, so good at making those different low, high catches. I'm so excited to see what he does on the Raiders. I really hope he does well, throwing that out there. Number six was TJ Watt, offensive linebacker for the Steelers. Then number five, you had Jonathan Taylor. This was a new name I had not seen before, Though he might be known very well in circles, he's a running back for the Colts. 2021 season, he had 20 touchdowns with 18 rushing. He's the reigning rusher right now. This kid is a force to be reckoned with. Don't let the fact that he's on the Colts fool you. This is probably gonna be someone to watch. This kid is not afraid. This really has improved the Colts' running game. They bought in Matt Ryan to give themselves a passing game. But when you're talking about rushing, You're talking about if you can't stop that kid, if it gets down to the red zone where it's time to score, if you see him on the field, it's about to go down. So the Colts is a team that you may just want to watch, may want to pay attention to. I never thought I would say that. I really didn't. I didn't think I would say that. Then you have number four, Cooper Cup, wide receiver for the Rams. What can that guy not do? I've watched him shake and bake people on the field in the Super Bowl. I watched him just get open. Like, oh, you know, he's going to pass it to Cooper, and Cooper's going to catch it, and we're not going to know how. And he's just that guy. Everybody was like, Cooper Cup is just that guy. Surprise, he's not number one, is what they were saying. So um, Cooper Cup, can't wait to see what he does this year as well. Again, can the Rams repeat? That's what we always say when it comes to someone winning the Super Bowl. Can they repeat? Can they do what the Patriots were able to do for a very, very long time. They just mess around and went right back to the Super Bowl, and you were like, how sway? Just how? Like, So we're interested to see this year. They got a good number of their players back. They still have Cooper Cup, still have number three, Aaron. Um, they still have Aaron Donald, which I'll get to in a second. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they can repeat. Sean McVay, we're all watching. But number three is Aaron Rodgers, quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Um, He's always been top rated in, you know, the top 100, you know, reigning MVP selection each season, um, which is not surprising. Um, I really thought Tom Brady should have won that one. But whatever I said it here, I'll say it again. Um, But yeah, the team just admires, I think, Aaron Rodgers and what he's able to do on the field and what he's able to do around everyone um, as well. He really challenges his wide receivers. He was receiving just a, a little bit of backlash about the way he handled calling out some of the wide receivers on his team during like the preseason and during practices. Like They have like a lot of work to do, and many analysts were like, hey, I probably wouldn't have said that at a press conference. I probably would have said that in a locker room behind closed doors, but maybe he did that on purpose. I don't know, but he is not afraid to call his team out on stuff. Um, for sure. That is Aaron Rodgers' personality to me. He's not afraid to call out there because he knows he's good. He's no he's he knows he's great. And that's his way of trying to challenge you to step your game up so you can be great. Um, wow, actually complimented him this morning. Look at that. It's the coffee, ladies and gentlemen. And they and there, um, binary, non-binary. Um, it's the coffee. Yeah. So number two, so we're in the top two now. Aaron Donald. Defensive tackle for the Rams. This guy, they the comments that these players made about him was just legendary. Like he was one player said the opposing team's strategy was always how can we slow down number ninety nine because if you can't slow him down, he's gonna make your offense go through God knows what to just try and score and gain yards. He's the highest ranked defender on the players' lists for the fifth year in a row. It is very rare. I think the last time this was done was decades ago. And Aaron Donald has come through and done it again. He's not afraid to talk trash. He's not afraid to push back. He's not afraid to come for your quarterback, come for whoever's running the ball. Like Every defensive team was like, every time we were in a meeting and we had to play the Rams, we had to talk about, How in the world is our lineup on the offensive side going to slow down 99 so we can give our quarterback time? And he said, if you can't block him, if you can't stop him, it's going to be a tough game for you. Um, And that's how valuable this guy is on the defensive side. He has offenses that are terrified of him. So that says a lot about his career. That says a lot about his growth. Um, And that says a lot about the defense for the Rams. So if you're looking at defenses to pick up, May want to consider the Rams, go look at their stats. Not bad as long as Aaron Donald's on that field. There's gonna be a stop that's gonna happen, um, for sure. And then we get to number one. As you know, I had a little like moment of pause. Cause it's like you know who number one is. It's it's Tom Brady. Tom Brady got voted number one in the league, playing at 45, and just by almost every player, um, because I was watching the videos. Almost every player was like the fact that he's like one player said the fact that he's like eighty years old, like and still throwing for five thousand yards. <laughs> it's just insane. Another guy's like I, he said, I don't have a son, but if I had a son, he was like, I'm telling you right now, he's gonna get to play with Tom Brady. And I was just like, they commented mostly on his age and the fact that he's still able to play at the highest level, and at 45, he's 44 last year now 45, going into what may be his final season. And you could tell he has a hunger to win. He wants to go out with a bang. In 2021, Thomas Brady, uh, Thomas Brady, Tom Brady threw for 5,316 passing yards, 43 touchdowns, and even had his highest rushing yards total since 2011. Everybody who saw him running, like, why is that man running? Remember I said on here that I could probably run faster than Tom Brady? That's not a lie. (laughs) (laughs) And he's been voted four times at number one since 2011. So this is like, I think his fourth time being voted number one. And again, it just seems like players are in awe of him being able to do what he does at his age, at the highest level, and still leading and coaching guys in a sense that are half his age and being able to conform that leadership and coaching style to just about almost anybody on the team. Everyone had nothing but great things to say about what that man can do on the field. So that's why I said give that man his privacy because he's ready to play. That's one thing I can say I felt like I got from him in that press conference. He wants to win and he's willing to (laughs) kind of get in your face about it at practice, get in your face probably about it in private, Until you step up and do what you need to do. And I'm excited to see what the Bucks are gonna do. I know they got some rebuilding to do, but I trust that they're gonna get it done. They're gonna make the right decisions. Now, I don't count, listen, what did we learn here? We don't count out Tom Brady. We don't. That is it. That's the episode. That's it. That's the episode, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me for episode two. Do you know that that means the next time um, that I get to do episode three will actually be on real games? Because the first game that actually counts is September 8th. It's the Bills versus the Rams. That's going to be a Dynamite game. Make sure you tune in. Following those games over the weekend, I'm going to definitely get back into the mix of it all. So what that means is... You probably should hear from me if you don't yet. I don't know. We'll play it by ear. But the point is, I'm waiting for the first, you know, round of games to come through. And we're going to report on it as always. Stick with me. Thank you so much for just helping me break a record for the number of downloads I've hit just off the first episode alone. I love you all. You're amazing. And Not driver Cheerleader will be back for episode three. Love you. Bye.